and welcome to the Monday Morning Marketing Podcast. I'm Esther. And I'm Melanie. And today we're talking about goal setting and self-image with Joseph Costello, mentor. Should we do that again? (laughs) You sounded like you were about to say, and with God. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I was getting mixed up there with Joseph. Welcome, Joseph. (laughs) Hello, how are you? Are you well? (laughs) Not too bad, thanks. Um, So, Joseph, you're joining us today uh, to talk about goal setting and self-image. Why is goal setting important? Well, you, you know, when you think about it, if we don't know where we're going in general, how are we ever going to get out, get there? So when you, you know, if I get out in the morning and I go out into my car and if I drive out in my driveway and I don't know where I'm going, I'm just going to go around in circles. So I'd like to say that, that this is life. You know, if we don't know where we're going, we could end up following the car in front of us. We could end up following other people's agendas. We can follow what's going on in society. So it's very, very important to understand who you are and what it is that you want out of life. Otherwise, you'll just end up defaulting into other people's goals. That's quite a good point, actually. Um, People sometimes don't even realise they're doing it. They're stumbling and following somebody else's path because they think it's going to be more successful than anything they can create themselves, which is why it's so important you help people with their self-image. Yeah, so so when we look at self-image, you know, a lot of people want to set a goal and they don't believe that they can set the goal because, you know, we have two types of images. The first image is the way we walk the way we talk, the way we brush our hair. So you look at me, I look at you, and we have this image, but we have an internal image inside of us. And that internal image inside of us is going to dictate everything in our life. That's going to dictate our career, our business, our relationships, our bank balance, our mind, our body, and our soul. And people is waiting to you know have the success in another area before they change their self-image and what i teach is no we need to reverse engineer the self-image of who you want to become inside because everything that happens inside of you is going to be a direct reflection in the physical world so i i reverse engineer change the inner image of you uh, find out your goal and act and believe as that person in the now, and that's going to help you create and get the goal that you want an awful lot easier. But surely a lot of people feel that they need some level of approval or some recognition before this self-image can change. How do you do that without that? So when, when you look at recognition or approval, where's that coming from? A lot of the time that's coming from You know, as a baby, when we're born, uh, we generally eat what mom and dad uh, ate. We speak how they spoke. And there's a certain conditioning over us in life. And that conditioning and that inner self-image that we have, is that air self-image or is that something that we've inherited? So Mm -hmm. what it is, I get people to ask the questions of, well, you know, Melanie, what do you want in life? You know, not what you you know, have been probably defaulted into, what do you want out of life? And, and you could break that down into three areas. So when we look at goal setting generally, you know, people will want to have a better job or business and money is attached to that. We'll want uh, more meaningful relationships. So that could be with your 
your husband, your wife, your partner, with your friends. I think one of the biggest uh, relationships you have to improve in life, and that that's down to self-image, is the relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last but not least is mind, body and soul. So we have these types of goals and, and people come to me and a lot of the time you'll find there's probably two out of three that they want to work on more than the other so I get a lot of people in their 20s to the mid 30s and it's all about growing the business and getting more money in the bank Hmm. but then when you're in your mid 30s to mid 50s you've sort of succeeded and you you know are you on the racetrack of uh, chasing success or are you on the racetrack chasing achievement and a lot of people these people have achieved but it's like as if there's a hollow feeling and now they want to, you know, have a goal of having a better mind, body and soul. So it's it's just finding out what it is that you want and we're at different stages in life. So it's interesting there that you say about the different generations and their different approaches and their different needs and, and wants. Um, does it also apply across different cultures? Have you noticed a difference um, between um, like say our friends in the UK, ourselves in Ireland, our friends in America, have you seen a difference between cultures as well when it comes to mindset and goal setting? Uh, yes and no. Like, like I believe like us as human beings, we're goal seeking organisms. So we have a part inside of us that we want to, you know, go after the goal. So when you think of us as a baby, we crawl. When we crawl, we want to walk. Mm. When we walk, we want to run. When we're, when we're running, then we want to go on the bicycle. We're going on the bicycle with uh, stabilizers. Then we want to balance the bike, and then we go with no hands. And then we go through life, and we're in the gym, and we want to lift heavier. We want to run faster. We want to succeed in life. So we're goal-seeking organisms, but I believe a purpose of a goal is for us to grow as an individual. And when we grow as an individual, through your self-image, when you become a better you, when you become a more confident you, when you find out who you are, your house, your car, uh, your business, your bank balance and your relationships is a direct reflection of who you are inside. So people come to me and they want to change all these outer things. And we're programmed to live our life through our five senses. So programmed to live our life through our five senses and we're looking at all these shiny things in life and we're looking at the shiny car and the holidays and and so on and and listen I like the shiny things in life but I've learned to live inside and change inside of me and and that's how I've had uh, you know the more happier years in my life because I lived my life from the outside for many a year and uh, I hit plenty of dead ends in life. Yeah, I I certainly recognise an awful lot of what you're saying in there. Um, You know, a lot of the time we get in our own way, don't we? And I think what you're trying to do is help remove that that block that you're creating in yourself. So what kind of strategies do you give the people that you speak to to help them move out of their own way and and help them formulate goals? Because even speaking to um, clients myself and saying, so what are your goals? A lot of them don't know how to verbalise them. Well, I think, you know, there's a lot of people, there's a big difference, Dr. Kenneth Blanchett said, there's a big difference in being interested in creating the life that you want or committed. So a lot of people say they want to create these goals, and uh, but you don't, you know, have the commitment. 
And generally that sort of works as the memories of the past is going to make your future predictable. So they failed at times at the diet. They failed at going to the gym. They failed at, you know, one or two maybe job interviews or in business. And what's going to happen is the memories of the past then is going to make the future predictable. So they're going to stay still and they sort of out of fear, they'd say, well, at least if I do nothing in life, I can fail. And that's what happens then is they start procrastinating and they start having self-sabotage and the self-sabotage is, oh, listen, do it. And then you, but you're saying you want to do it, but then you're afraid of doing it because of the fear. So again, this boils back to you as an individual and changing the inside of you and understanding how does a process to actually do it. Uh, what I teach is, you know, it dates back to the 1920s, uh, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. So Napoleon wow. Hill studied uh, Henry Ford, Thomas Edison. Uh, he studied all of these 500 of the greatest people. And he found there's a, a, a direct connection of what all of these done. And it's growing you as a person, and, and I'm probably going to, that's my mantra over this podcast, is growing you as an individual, but that's what it is. And when you change the inside of you, the outside changes. So if you want to have a better job in life, you have to see yourself becoming that person inside of you. If you want to improve your relationships, you have to change that inside of you because we, we have thoughts. The thoughts come into our body, which creates the vibration that we're in. And then we take an action. And Emerson said, every action we take in the universe creates a reaction or attraction. So if our thoughts is negative, uh, the vibration in our body is going to be negative. The action we take is going to be negative. So the reaction or attraction is going to be negative. So so I'm re pre-programming, reprogramming them to see themselves as that person they want to become in the now, because Buddha says there's no such thing as the future. There's only now because the past is gone and the future is only getting created now. So how you think and how you feel now creates your future. So it, it sort of does a lot of ancient teaching that I do within I do. But, you know, one thing, the only thing uh, all the leaders through all the ages could ever agree on is we become what we think. So I think it's time to change your thinking. And I think it's interesting to, you know, that going back to what you were saying about the kids and first they have to learn, you know, kids aren't born riding a bike and it does take time. It takes the effort. And what you're saying, you know, people aren't willing sometimes to put that effort in or they think, OK, I'm just going to apply for a job and get the job or I'm going to apply for a promotion and it'll just happen without putting in the background work. Because are we so used in society now to instant gratification, instant everything that we've lost sight of. Yes, it will take months to lose weight, to um, become trained for a new job, to X, Y, Z. You know, have we become a society of just I want it now and I'm going to get it now. And if I don't get it now, then I'm going to be really sad and depressed. Totally. Like when you look at it nowadays, like, you know, at the push of a button, you can have food on your doorstep within half an hour. You can go on to Amazon and like within 24 or 48 hours, anything that you want will be on your door. And one of the things that we teach is focus. 
So people want to have a goal, but they're not willing to focus on that. So where your focus goes, the energy flows. And that's persistence. So we look at uh, Edmund Hillary. So Edmund Hillary went to Nepal in 1951, 1952, 1953. Everybody that went before failed miserably or died. And we need to have that persistence of, of, of turning up every day and working towards our goal. But there's a science to goal achieving. There's a science to success. Now, it's not a magic pill or it's not a, a, a switch on the wall. Like, you know, I'm going to say, like, you have to turn Aww, up every, come on. <laughs> every day. But like that instant gratification, unfortunately, we can't get that in every part of our life. But it's there for the people that's willing to show up and commit to it. And would you recommend breaking down the goal into, you know, smaller goals so that you could see maybe an instant change just by say, turning off your notifications, then you instantly get more time? I think a lot of people set too small a goal and there's no growth in it. So a lot of people, you know, are setting small goals that they nearly know how to do. Like when you come and you, you, you know, and I teach people, like I'm asking you to create a goal that's huge. People say, well, how do I do that? And one of the things I get people to do is start using their imagination. And they say imagination, <laughs> like you know, and we lost that when we were kids, didn't we? We lost that when we were about five, six, or seven when we were in school, and you were told not to play with that imaginary friend. But everything in the universe has to be created twice first in your mind and then in your hands. So, everything from this computer to the microphone to your life. Now, again, I'm going to boil back to we live our life through our five senses. What we see here, taste, touch, and smell. So we're looking at the results we don't want. We're hearing what we're saying, and it's creating a feeling. And that it's it's creating a thought, it's creating a feeling, it's creating an action, which creates a reaction or attraction. And that's why you know people is in the bank balance is in the red, and they believe they have to work longer and harder. Where I'm sort of saying, okay, let's take yourself out of that and and tap into six mental faculties. So we have imagination. So imagination, if you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. Then we have the reason mind. The reason mind gives us the ability to knit these ideas together. And the third one is will. So will is the focus, what we don't have, because we're so used to scrolling on the phone. We're so used to instant gratification. So Warner Van Braun met uh, JFK in 1962 and says, what will it take to put a man on the moon? And he says, the will to do it. He didn't know how long it would take. He didn't know what they needed. But like when you, if you have the will, that's like having a magnifying glass. And you can, uh, if you put a magnifying glass over a sheet of paper and you hold it there long enough and you marshal the sun through that, you can set a fire. But people is just too busy moving it. So the energy doesn't go and, you know, on that. Well... What you were dropping here are just amazing, profound one-liners that are going to be massively useful to my missing letter campaign. <laughs> Thank you. Um, secondly, um, I do agree that giving people um, big goals requires an, a level of bravery by the person who's doing it, of course. Um, but surely making the goals so big um, makes it harder for people to reach unless, I mean, you can't sort of transport to these big goals. You do have to take little steps to get to them. 
And finally, you mentioned about will. Some people don't have enough self-empowerment. So do you encourage them to have accountability? Well, we provide huge accountability because as Jim Rohn says, you're probably as equal to the five people that you spend your most time with. You're, you're the average. So the problem in life is uh, we get an idea or a goal and we talk to people that's not on that same wavelength. And then when we talk to people, they're going to say, well, because they can't believe that they can do it. They're just going to say, that's not going to happen. Uh, you won't be able to do that. So we like to say that, you know, everything will grow in the right environment. So if you sow something uh, with the right temperature, with the right moisture, in the right uh, environment, in the right soil, that's going to grow. And that's why it's so important to have a peer group of like-minded people that wants to grow. And that's what we provide because, again, you're going to have a goal and you're asking people who's not thinking. So you have a goal. I'm going to change careers. Why would you want to change career? You're not happy with what you have. And it's not about not being happy. We're goal-seeking organisms and we want to grow. And that's why a lot of people become unfulfilled in their mid-30s to mid-40s is because they're after plateauing in life and they're not growing anymore. And I, it's not all about money or bank balance. Mm. It's just you know, tapping into that inner perfection that's inside of us. So you think little goals um, aren't the way, you know, little footsteps to a giant, to a giant goal? I don't think there's enough growth in it. Like I would be setting big goals in the right environment. And the reason why is because there's growth in that. Now, a lot of people will say, I don't know how, but if you knew how you'd already have it done, if you make that decision, And I'm talking about an irrevocable decision. Everything in the universe is energy and vibration. Well, you shift your energy and vibration onto a frequency. And then you get the ideas and you meet the people and you get the money. So a lot of what I teach boils back into quantum physics and quantum entanglement and start understanding the laws of the universe. And it's all scientifically proven. And you know, we're not taught this in school. Like in school, we're taught to read the book, memorize the book, get it right. We get enough correction marks and we'll get a degree. But there's plenty of people out there with an encyclopedia of knowledge and not doing nothing in life. I left school at 15. I've no, uh, I've no education. I've no business experience. But yet I've set up two seven and two eight figure companies through this material. And it's understanding who me is and understanding how to change your behaviors and your habits. Because at the age of 35, 95% of what we do is an automatic, uh, we're on autopilot. And that's, that's where I want to bring you in and sort of really ruffle you up and say, you know, there's more to you. You know, you can do that. You look at an elephant in a circus. An elephant in a circus is tied, a little piece of rope tied and it won't move. And that's like us. That's like us. As we grow through life, we're conditioned. We're so powerful, but we're conditioned by this rope. And the older that we get, the more conditioned we are. Wow. Wow. 
<laughs> you've, you've left us both speechless. And if, you, if everybody who's listening to a lot of our podcasts knows that's a very difficult thing to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. Joseph, we have really enjoyed having you on today. Thank you for giving your time and your golden nuggets. Where can people connect with you? So you can go onto my website, josephcoslomentor.com, or you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Joseph Coslow Mentor, and I do monthly free talks. So you're more than welcome to join us on masterclasses and I can get a little bit deeper down. So hopefully I can uh, see some of you over there at some stage. Brilliant. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week for more Monday Morning Marketing Podcast. Do join us then and do connect with Joseph on his uh, socials and ask us any questions on our socials that you might have as well. Bye-bye. Ta-ta for now.